0: Hey, Goal Getters, Kristen Guile here, and you are about to listen to an interview I did with Robin Shapiro. Robin Shapiro is the co-founder of two different companies, 42 Birds, which makes eco-friendly yoga mats and accessories using cork from Spain and Portugal, and Seek, which makes cricket protein snacks and baking flours. And you might be familiar from Seek if you watched our a Sweat Life Instagram stories from a few months ago. When we all tried their snacks live on the gram. And spoiler alert, we all liked them. They tasted totally fine and like you had no idea that you were eating insects. So Robin was happy to hear that. Uh, Among other things, we talked about what inspired her to solve these different problems in sustainability. She describes herself as someone who loves to solve problems and knew that she wanted to work on something big. So, she set off by deciding to tackle different sustainability issues in the health and wellness industries, uh, and that was inspired in part by some time that she spent in Switzerland when she realized that they didn't really have a green or a eco-friendly movement going on there because that was just their lifestyle. So she talked to us about how her time in Switzerland inspired her to take a more sustainability-focused approach to her career. And she also taught us a lot about uh, how cork is such a great material for yoga mats and why it is so eco-friendly and the benefits of practicing using a cork yoga mat, as well as a lot of the misconceptions surrounding eating crickets, eating insects, and how the crickets are such a more efficient choice of getting protein than, say, meat or other options, Um, one of the things that I really took away from our conversation was the role of mindfulness in sustainability. And we talk about mindfulness a lot on a sweat life, but it's always in relation to say a meditation practice or how you take care of your mental health. And we don't always think of it in terms of like actual consumer practices and the choices that you make in terms of your fitness. So I thought it was really interesting to hear about how I could take a mindful approach to shopping for new workout clothes, for example, or deciding which yoga mat to practice with, or even deciding how to wipe down my yoga mat after I practice. And that mindfulness can relate not only to, you know, staying present in the moment, but also in knowing where your materials come from, what goes into making the products that you use every day, the transparency that those companies have and how they are trying to educate you. Uh, and we had a really interesting conversation surrounding that, as well as the future of fitness and what Robin sees as being a more sustainable and accessible trend in the world of health and wellness. So hope you enjoy this interview. And here I am with Robin Shapiro.
1: Girl, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset.
0: Welcome to the We Got Goals podcast. My name is Kristen Guile, and today I am speaking with Robin Shapiro. She is the co-founder of two different sustainability-focused companies, 42 Birds, which makes eco-friendly yoga mats and accessories using cork from Spain and Portugal, and Seek, which makes cricket protein snacks and baking flours. Robin, how are you today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. It is a a busy Monday over in the uh, sweat life offices, but we are so excited to talk to you. Uh, You fit perfectly with our current podcast seasonal theme of creating a better earth. And we were first put in touch with you when one of our coworkers, Kathy, decided that it was necessary for our entire office to try some cricket protein snacks and emailed you to order the full variety. And we hosted a taste test in the office. And I think it's safe to say everyone was pretty pleasantly surprised (laughs) with how good the little snacks actually were. Well, I'm psyched that Kathy, you know,
1: decided to do that. And that's what we hear from other people. I mean, taste comes first. Um, So when you're trying something new, you know, giving people that taste reassurance um, with familiar flavors and something that's just ultra delicious is, is one way to um, have people make the transition to tasting um, and enjoying a, a less familiar ingredient?
0: Yeah, well, and I think uh, we get we've never gotten so many Instagram responses to our stories about like what's with the with the bugs? Why are you guys eating <laughs> the bugs today? And we were just like, you know, we we just wanted to try them. We wanted to see what all the hype was about. And lo and behold, everybody survived eating the crickets. So thanks for uh, putting us onto that taste. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and sort of what led you to found these two separate companies that are very different, but have sort of the similar theme in sustainability. Yeah. Well, my background is in marketing and advertising, and
1: I worked both on the agency and brand side, um, you know, earlier on in my career. That also led me to uh, moving to Geneva, Switzerland to open an advertising agency there And that's where I had just a really incredible um, experience, just enjoying Switzerland and everything that both that country represented and a lot of the European countries that I traveled to, too. And whereas in America, and I'm so proud that we're doing this, we have no choice. We need to. We're we're thinking about sustainability in, in really big ways. And at the time when I was there, it was like the green movement. And we talked even about like greenwashing at that time. You know, in Switzerland, there really wasn't a green movement because that's just how life always was. Um, People at all different levels were always um, more environmentally minded. I remember going into a fancy boutique and um, I, you know, I didn't even realize that I had a backpack on and I was like, oh, can I have a bag? And they're like, well, you already have a bag. Like you you don't need another bag. Um, And that's just one example to kind of illustrate how people are. And that was very sort of powerful to come from a brand because, you know, when you're walking around town carrying a shopping bag with that brand, that's extra marketing for them. Um, But it doesn't make sense that you would need another bag if you already have someplace to put it. So I really enjoyed that, um, you know, approach to to things and it was illustrated in many other ways across um, food and other categories while I was there. And I knew when I moved back to the U.S. that I really wanted to work on sustainability causes. It was something that um, you know, I, I saw from new perspectives and it was was close to my heart. My background being in marketing and advertising, I thought I was well-suited to help really kind of help people get over a hurdle of trying something they, they, they weren't typically used to eating, um, and that being insects. Once I read this really lengthy U.N. report about the really massive potential of eating insects. I just knew that this had the potential to transform our global food system really in all of the major ways in terms of health, the environment, um, and um, and hunger issues as, as well. Insects are eaten in so many different places around the world. It's really just in us Western countries that it's this totally like, wow, new thing. But insects are incredibly... Um, uh, efficient in terms of not needing a lot of resources, land, feed, and water, and being tremendously nutrient dense. So they're a way to get a lot of protein. And we do have a a protein issue in the sense that our main source of protein in Western countries, meat, is a major contributor to environmental issues that we're seeing. Um, Agriculture in general is the leading cause of greenhouse gases. Um, And so this is a way to kind of get protein from a more sustainable source. And like meat, crickets are a complete protein. So there's a lot of talk around plant-based protein and that's great, but there's just going to be things that you're not going to be able to get from a plant-based protein that you are going to be able to get from crickets. Um, And that's a full amino acid profile and also um, high levels of B12. So I launched Seek back in 2016 and was really thinking about all of the different ways that um, we could help people get over the hurdle. And that's by making really delicious tasting products. So I'm glad that was one of the first kind of takeaways that, that you had. It means we're, we're doing our job right. And by making a brand that just felt appealing to people and that resonated with them. So we're not trying to sensationalize um, crickets. We're not trying to you know, play into this being sort of something that you dare someone to do. We're really trying to, to normalize it and make our products feel like any other product that you'll find in your pantry. We're also trying to inspire people around this. I think we're at this really crucial time with major environmental challenges facing us more and more. We're hit with it every single day in the news. And I think people are really yearning and looking for like, what, what can I do? Um, And it's really overwhelming on an individual basis. Um, But by by eating more crickets, by helping to normalize it, by spreading the word, that's doing a really, really big thing. So we're also working with um, chefs to help get people over this hurdle. Um, Last year, we launched a cookbook with a number of renowned chefs from around the country, James Beard Award winners, Michelin star chefs. Um, across different types of food as well um, to show the potential and the versatility with crickets. So we have this cookbook that's available, and we also have accompanying flowers so people can cook um, to meet whatever their style of eating is. So we have a gluten-free sea cricket flour. We have a paleo version sea cricket flour. Also just a general all-purpose. That's our best seller. Um, and then the pure cricket powder for all the, the purists out there, um, you can mix that with, with any other type of flowers and we give, um, the, the instructions for how to do that too. And then the pure cricket powder, um, works really, really great in smoothies. Um, I know I start my day every day with a smoothie and I put just a, a spoonful of that Seek cricket powder in there too. You're going to get all that benefits that you get from, from other, um, protein powders um, in a, in a delicious smoothie. So that's one of the things that the pure protein powder is great for. Um, and then we have a variety of snacks too, um, for the people who just want something ready-made and, and ready to go. That was another big thing that we looked to do when asking people to really take the leap and try something that they haven't before was just to make it really easy. Um, so here's something you just kind of open it up and you can eat it. You can try something new so that the next time that you're trying crickets, you're going to be more and more comfortable with it.
0: Well, I am so excited to hear more about seek as we continue this interview, but you've also co-founded a company called 42 birds. What can you tell us about that and your eco-friendly yoga mats and accessories?
1: Yeah, so 42 birds stemmed uh from a really kind of uh, interesting place it was a side project for me and my business partner and we were both looking to fuel our learnings in different ways i was looking for how to understand the best ways to um sell a product on amazon um we really are are concerned with where we're selling our products wanting them to stand out wanting them to um you know resonate with customers so I was looking for how to, how to make something work on Amazon. And my business partner was as well from a, a different perspective. Um, her background is in uh, digital advertising and she was under, wanting to understand um, Amazon in the same way that she does uh, Facebook and, and other platforms out there. So we decided to do something that we were both passionate about, which was yoga, and um, wanted to do something that was really new in the space. So we um, landed on, it was actually my business partner who first heard about using cork um, as this really sustainable material that has some great properties that work really well for yoga. So it provides, there's a natural substance in cork that provides a um, grippy feel when there's some moisture added to it. So either moisture from your own sweat or moisture if you're in a hot yoga class or something that you would add on your own. So it has this great grip potential. It's also antimicrobial, anti-allergenic, anti-static. When people are just sweating on their mats, when they're sharing it in classes, when it's on the ground, um, those are all great benefits to have. And cork is the most sustainable type of forestry out there. You're never harming trees in the process. Uh, because only the bark is used. So you're just peeling off the bark and then it can be used in so many different ways. All of the cork that we're using is actually 100% recycled. Um, You can recycle it really easy and unlike some products, not decrease the quality at all. It's the same product out there. We do have um, it recycled not into small grains, but into bigger grains. That's how you're really getting those grippy properties. I know I'm getting a little detailed on you there. Very technical. (laughs) Very technical. Yes, that's the sort of of way that we're approaching our products. We're really trying to kind of do a lot of R&D internally so that we put the best things out there. Uh, And cork is also this really, really fascinating story that just captivated us. The cork supply used to be made up about by 90% by the wine industry. But the wine industry has shifted away from using corks in the top of their bottles towards using screw tops and plastic, really for cost-saving measures. So the whole cork industry is left trying to figure out who's going to be a new market for us to sell our cork to. And as such, a lot of cork farmers have abandoned this practice and instead gone ahead and planted non-native trees or trees that are just in higher demand. And that's really disrupting this whole ecosystem there. The cork forests have the third highest biodiversity in the world behind the Amazon rainforest. The most endangered big cat in the world, the Iberian lynx is there. A lot of people are like, isn't the most endangered big cat the tiger? But it's not it's the Iberian lynx. So as such, the, the Worldwide Federation, you know, formerly the World Wildlife Federation, has a big focus there. And we actually get our name. Um, We're asked the question a lot, you know, where does the name 42 Birds come from? And we actually get our name because there's 42 different types of bird species that depend on the cork forest for their habitat. So we're really excited about incorporating this really sustainable, environmentally friendly material um, into a whole range of products. It's really the only material natural resource out there that I can think of where the more you use, the more you actually save. You know, usually we're draining natural resources, but in this instance, we actually want to increase our usage of cork to help pr- protect these really incredible forests.
0: Wow! I have to admit, I knew maybe less than ten percent of what you just said. I had no <laughs> idea about the Iberian lynx and about all of the opportunities for cork farmers and everything you just went through. So, already off to a good start, learning something new today. Yeah, um, great. It's clear that you've accomplished a lot already. So when you look back over your past, is there one big goal that really stands out that was maybe especially important to you? And if so, why was it so important? And what work did you do to achieve that goal?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say a big goal that I achieved is just launching these two companies. I am just driven, you know, just within my heart and soul On solving problems, and in my past jobs, I I I love solving problems, but I wanted to tackle something much bigger, and I had ideas that I wanted to see come to life that would be additive to the world that we live in today. I think that everything that we do just has to has to matter, and it was a lot of work to to launch both of these companies. Um and I, you know, went back and forth in so many different ways before really anything saw the light of day. Um and when you're doing something on your own, you know, the idea of entrepreneurship comes with a lot of challenges. So pushing through those challenges and, you know, having these companies out there which work to solve some really big issues that we're seeing around us was a huge goal that that I accomplished that in many ways Still, still amazes me, you know, the idea of having my own
0: companies and being able to interact with customers who buy our products uh, never gets old. You mentioned your business partner, and I think you're referring to you have a co-founder for both of your companies, Addie Connor. Um, what's yes. it like having a you know a partner to work with uh, and to help shoulder that burden of that entrepreneurship? Because I've heard from the past interviews we've done that starting your own company can be really lonely and it can be a lot of pressure. So how does it work for you two sort of shouldering that burden together? And how did you guys start your partnership?
1: Yeah, it's it's great having Addy as a partner. I think that we're really both like-minded on, on the bigger issues that we're trying to solve, on our desire to bring mindfulness into people's lives through the products that we're developing in the idea of bringing the most sustainable products out there and really solving big global environmental issues. And so that like higher purpose um, is really the same within us. Um, And it's great to be like-minded in that sense, but also to be complementary in other ways. So I think we both have two different skill sets um, me more on the marketing, branding, and partnership side, and Addy more in everything related to technology. So the way that we're marketing ourselves online and some other sort of technology projects that we have underway. So I think those two skill sets really complement each other well. I, mean, I think that's something that, that people should look for you know, when finding the right partner. But also just you know the ability to to collaborate and to be able to lift each other up when things are getting challenging, you know because we're both handling different sides of the business we're both going through challenges at different times too, so I think having a business partner can can really kind of help lift you up through those challenging times because they they definitely they definitely exist
0: yeah, absolutely uh, I'd love to back up a little bit and hear your thoughts about. Some sustainability issues that uh, the typical gym goer might not be aware of that when they're signing up for a studio class or they're, you know, borrowing a yoga mat from the studio might not realize are sort of hurting their efforts to be sustainable when it comes to practicing in the studio or in other ways.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest one is that most yoga mats contain PVC, Um, as simple as that. And what is that? Because I, I am not a science person and I yeah. do not know. <laughs> yeah. PVC is, is basically a type of vinyl. Um, it contains a, about a half of it is chlorine based and the other half of it is carbon based. Um, that benefits it from a mat perspective. It's, it's, it, it's, it's durable and it's kind of spongy. It lends well to a mat, but it's really not great for the environment. Um, the chemicals in it have been, you know, linked to things that are are just like not great for human health. Um, the CDC has actually recommended that more research is done on it. There was an initial test using PVC that was done on, on laboratory animals that had a negative effect on, on fertility and, and reproduction. And because of that, you know, there was a suggestion that, um, more testing be done So you're just going to not really want a a chemical-based product interacting so closely with your skin and your body. Most people are are conscious about the food that they're ingesting, um, and there's been a a path towards that. And I think the next wave is is really being conscious about the materials touching your skin, not only from an environmental standpoint um, and a worker's rights standpoint, but also the chemicals that are, are, are seeping into you. Um, When you're sweating, also your pores are more open, so you're sort of even more susceptible at that time. Additionally, a lot of yoga mats are are found um, in ocean plastics too, so they're not being recycled um, in the right way too, and they're adding to that microplastic pollution issue that we're seeing within our oceans. So that's the reason that um, it's really great to use environmentally friendly products such as the cork that is topping um, 100% of our products. And then we do have two different types of padded bottoms beneath it. So we have a 100% all natural rubber mat, which falls underneath the cork. And then we also have um, a foam bottom, which is a, a mixture of sort of um, recycled plastic and rubber, which is also super, super lightweight. The other thing that people, you know, probably don't think about as well, um, which is the sort of bacteria side of things? Ew. Yeah, yeah, not not the most fun thing to think about. But you know, with you know the typical yoga mat that's being wiped down, I've seen studios hand out Clorox wipes to wipe yes. down your mat. Those can be great when 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 cleaning your bathroom, um, but you're really you're not going to want to use that on your mat again that your skin is interacting with. It'll kill the bacteria, but not in a way that, that you want to be touching your skin. And so the, the mat sprays aren't really great out there. And then the mats themselves. So cork is naturally antimicrobial. We get questions all the time, you know, how do I clean my mat? And our response is the mat is self-cleaning. So you don't need to, it's about 90 minutes after impact that almost a hundred percent of the bacteria is killed. If you do want to wipe down your mat with, um, a natural spray or even just water, you can do that. Um, I personally, um, I've been using our mat since we launched the same one and I've never, um, wiped down my mat or used it. Um, and it's, and it's still great.
0: Wait, so there's no stink, no nothing. No. That's amazing. And also... I am over here blushing in our office because we definitely have handed out Clorox wipes after a yoga event before for people to wipe down our mats. So now I'm coming up with a a new way of doing things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, we'll, that we will enact going forward. So thank you for for telling us the right way that we should be wiping down our yoga mats. Yeah. Well, thank
1: you as well for like kind of admitting that. Oh, yeah. It's hard to make the right choices nowadays. And you want to keep people clean and you want to keep people safe. So I think that this is a time globally of, you know, continued learning about how we can do the right things for our planet. And every day it seems to be that there's something new that we need to do. And that can be overwhelming at times. But I think by admitting and the things that we're currently doing, looking for solutions and, and, and doing our own research, um, you know, that's super important. You know, we have people you also I'm going on a little bit of a tangent but we have people who say at times wait I thought cork was endangered people think because the wine industry is shifting and sometimes it's what they've heard actually from stores where they're buying wine that it's endangered we say no do your own research you know we want people to listen to us as a company and part of our role is to educate but it's also important that people get that reassurance you know from their own too
0: Yeah. Well, that actually leads in perfectly to something else I wanted to ask you. Uh, I was becoming aware during our conversation of how many times I was saying, I don't know this, or I don't know that. And I know from viewing your all's websites, you have a lot of great resources on the websites for both 42 birds and seek educating the consumer. And I'm curious as to like how much of an emphasis you guys knew to place on that. And if you have any other recommendations for resources uh, that are maybe, you know, very transparent or very knowledgeable that consumers can look towards when it comes to health and wellness industry specifically?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, um, one of our nonprofit partners who's also mentioned on our site is the Cork Forest Alliance. Um, we link to them on our site. There's a lot of trust out there within nonprofits. So they have a ton of great resources on their site. We also link within the World Wild Fund to their page where they talk about you know issues related to to links being the most endangered big cat, there being less than a hundred left in this planet. And I think you know, looking to different nonprofits is a great place to learn. Um and then just yeah, making sure it's a trusted resource that you've heard of. And we hear a lot from customers questions and we continually put out blog posts so if we're hearing the same question over and over again of course we'll answer that customer directly but then we'll say hey this is something that we should probably you know do um do something bigger about actually one thing that we haven't come out with a blog post yet but i am referencing on this call because it's something that comes up is all the hazards associated with pvc and the popularity of pvc for yoga mats so we're going to be coming out with a blog post within that, which of course will be kind of hyperlinked with you know other other resources that people can kind of dig into it further. And I hope that you know for people out there listening to this um, who either have used our forty two bird products or um, are curi- or going to hopefully use them after after learning more about them on this call, like we want our customers to to keep us honest, and this is for Seek as well. We want our customers to keep us honest. Um, and to continue to challenge us with the hard questions, and, and that will help us do a better job.
0: Well, now I've asked you this question about what can consumers do. Now, I'm sort of curious for the opposite end of that. Uh, a lot of our audience is also like studio owners or managers or personal trainers. Uh, what opportunities do you see for those people in the industry to sort of enact sustainable practices?
1: Well, I should say, I mean, we want um, more studios to be able to use sustainable mats and to, to be able to use sprays as well. We are actually working on a sustainable matte spray that is really great for, for Cork with a, a partner, 3Main. And it's a, an eco-friendly aluminum-based bottle. Awesome. Yeah, so studio owners out there can work with us wholesale. that uh, yeah, that would be great. We have a great wholesale business that we're we're building up. And you know, studio owners can yeah, be thinking about a sustainable mat spray and sustainable non-PVC mats out there. And one of the things that's amazing about the yoga industry that we have is is really passionate yoga instructors. Yeah. And I think that they're a great vehicle to help inspire people about sustainability and the need to be incorporating that into the products that we're using and to be able to, to help, you know, spread the the good word about cork and the benefits. I know that the yoga instructors that, that we've spoken to get really, really excited. And, and I think yoga is this sort of mindful, spiritual practice And the fact that that's not being incorporated into the products that are used in the studios seems like a really big disconnect. And and that's an opportunity. Um, And that's what we're trying to, to help capitalize on.
0: Yeah. What you just said reminds me of an article that one of my coworkers, Maggie, wrote about the importance of grounding and about, you know, actually putting your bare feet on the grass or the sand and connecting with the earth in that manner. And it seems to me that, you know, these cork yoga mats are a great way to, you know, incorporate a little more of a connection with the earth into your practice rather than that chemical barrier between you and the grass. Even if you're practicing outdoors in a park or something, you know, the cork is a much more natural material and who knows, it could deepen your practice a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that that personally when I'm sort of doing a vinyasa flow and, you know, my face is down on the mat, it smells like something natural. You know, there's a bit of a, a wood smell to the cork. And, and that does help ground me in those ways that you describe uh, a lot more.
0: Yeah. Well, before we get into our last wrap up question about, you know, what's a big goal for the future? We also love to ask people what they think the future of fitness looks like. And I'd love to hear your take on that with a sustainable perspective in mind.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think the, the future of fitness, I mean, from a sustainable perspective, like if I'm to talk about all products out there, I hope that it is sustainable materials um, with a ton of transparency behind it. The transparency and the traceability for any product that you're using is is really important. And again, like I want this to be a collaboration between us and customers and for them to to sort of keep us honest and for us to grow together too. So I think that that kind of speaks to all products, but with fitness in general, and this doesn't necessarily connect to sustainability, but I think part of the future is accessibility Mm. when it comes to to fitness. And I think a lot of people um, are thinking more about health and wellness and mindfulness, and they might not have access to great studios or to different um, modalities that are interesting for them to try out. So I think that accessibility through being able to access platforms digitally, not only is it more cost effective and can reach you anywhere, it can travel with you anywhere. So I think that's something that we will, um, you know, start to see more of. And uh, I think that I really, yeah, hope that everyone can have the opportunity to incorporate mindfulness into their lives.
0: I love it. Yeah, we uh, did our annual state of fitness survey uh, back at the beginning of the year, and the mindfulness was definitely a big trend that popped up for the upcoming year. And I think mindfulness can be applied to more than just, you know, meditating for five minutes a day. It's about, you know, being intent or being intentional about which products you choose and which studios you go to and which instructors you follow on Instagram. Um, so I think it's, I think what you guys are doing can definitely be seen as an aspect of mindfulness.
1: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I totally agree.
0: Well, let's finish up with uh, the last question that we like to ask people on the podcast. And that is, what is a goal that you have going on for the future? Uh, why is it important to you? And what steps are you taking to get there?
1: Yeah, I would say our goal for the future is is very clear. And it is to be um, the most sustainable, highest performing Yoga product company out there, and to continue to improve our practices along the way. For example, one of the things that we just implemented as a change, we're thinking about every single detail within our products the materials, where they come from, the labor practices of how they're made, the shipping that's associated with it, the packaging that's associated with it, what happens after you're done using the product because you either want to switch to something else or you've sort of, you know, worn through it or you're traveling, you don't even, you know, you're moving, you don't need it anymore. What happens after the the life of that product? That's something that we're thinking of that we want to receive an A plus rating in all of those categories. And I wouldn't give us an A plus rating now. No. Then that's one of the things. No, I think we I don't I don't think I would give any company an A plus rating. All right, um, fair enough (laughs) out, out there. There's something that you know, we just are always trying to get better in micro ways. So, for instance, one of the changes, um, I would give us an A-plus in like certain categories and our, and our use of cork is great, but we're thinking about the micro details. So, within our um, massage balls, in addition to mats, we also have blocks and we have products for rolling. So, we have a really, really great specially designed cork roller. So, it's a first the first foam-free roller out oh, there. Oh, cool. And then we have yoga massage balls, too. Oh, I love that. Um, if you're thinking, people use lacrosse balls, and we have massage mm-hmm. balls. So rolling is something that's newer, that needs um, extra explanation around it. So we give a little um, insert card to instruct people how to use our rolling products, where are the great pressure points, what are the sort of relief that you're going to get from them. But that insert is an additional piece of paper. Paper is a, a, a resource so in, our products actually come in a box. So one of the changes that we're in the process of making, um, and it's you know just being sent to the printer for the next round of products that we're, we're, we're coming out with, is we actually have the whole insert on instructing people how to roll in the box. So instead of just throwing out the box and recycling it, um, we actually say, like, cut along this line, and it's, you know, this kind of thicker cardboard, and, you know, keep this to instruct you how to use it. So it's those micro things that we're continually looking on how to do. We also would love to eventually have our own recycling program. Right now we do it in partnership with the Cork Forest Alliance, um, where they have a link to sort of different recycle centers. We also offer people, if they are not able to access one of the reserves recycle centers, to send them out to us where we will. But again, you know, you're still sort of using shipping. So I think understanding sort of local-based recycling or something that we'd eventually like to do, as well as to think about ways to have a closed-loop system with all our mats. Um, so these are reasons why, yeah, I think that we have a lot of opportunity to continually get better. And our commitment is that we're looking at every single part of our business, and we want to, we want to become the most sustainable company out there, and we're, we're working hard on it.
0: Well, Robin, I'm so thankful that you took the time to talk to me, and I'm leaving this conversation definitely inspired to incorporate that mindfulness into my consuming habits uh, and even my fitness habits going forward. So thank you for taking the time to be on the We Got Goals podcast today. And where can we find 42 birds and seek on the internet?
1: Yeah, so you can find 42 birds at 42birds.com so the number four the number two birds.com and then we can be uh, found on social media at 42 birds sorry at 42 birds, um, sorry, at, 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 42 birds um, at 42 birds cork rather mm-hmm. um, and then seek is seek-food.com um, and we're at seek food. So yeah, hopefully people will check us out there and and follow along and and hopefully get um, some of our products
0: if they're so inspired to. Awesome. Well thank you so much, Robin. Have a great day. Thanks, you too.
1: Girl, I be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal.
0: This podcast is a sweatlife.com production, and it's another thing that's better with friends. So please share it with yours. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, and if you have a chance to leave us a rating or a review, we would really appreciate it. Special thanks to Jay Mono for our theme music, to our guest this week, Robin Shapiro, to Ryan Deffitt for editing, and of course, an extra special thanks to you, our listeners.